Lead me to some soul today. Oh, teach me, Lord, just what to Welcome, everyone, uh, to episode number 73 of a series of episodes called Leading Others to Christ. Uh, we're so glad that you're here today. And uh, if you listened to our episode last week, uh, we kind of gave you a, a review of why we've been away uh, for a while here. And if you didn't get to listen, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to number 72. And uh, But we're excited to get back on a regular uh, uh, weekly uh, presentation here of, uh, of our episodes. But for those of you that haven't seen this before, I have this little thing that I like to do at the beginning. <clears throat> so if you'll, if you'll uh, humor me there as I go through this, but this, uh, what we're trying to do with this during these episodes, we're focused on evangelism. And uh, one of our goals, and we do have several, but one of them is to stir us up to love and, and good works, especially in the area of reaching our family or friends and, and neighbors with the gospel of Christ. Uh, my name is Dan Barker, and uh, I'm an evangelist with the Vestavia Church of Christ. Uh, Vestavia Church of Christ is in Vestavia Hills, which is just, which is just south of uh, Birmingham, Alabama. So you can tell by that if you've been listening. Uh, <clears throat> we moved from Indiana to Alabama, and uh, uh, that's not what we're talking about today, but <clears throat> that's, why, that's why you heard the difference there. Um, those of you that know me, <clears throat> you know that uh, that I'm passionate about evangelism. And uh, <clears throat> I have been ever since I obeyed the gospel when I was 21 years old in Owensboro, Kentucky. And ever since then, I've been trying to find out how to teach others, <clears throat> reading everything I can get my hands on, talk to whoever I can. Um, and uh, so that's why we are striving to do this. And We'd love any feedback. Let me go ahead and throw this out there. Any feedback that any of you have on things that we could do to help improve this, uh, we would love to hear that. But I've always been striving <clears throat> to, to teach others, use a few phrases here that you'll be familiar with, to sow the seed, to fish for men and women, to make disciples, to persuade men and women, and to teach others to teach. Remembering what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 2, and the things that you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And also there later on in the chapter in verse in 2 Timothy 2, 21, and I've always really liked this phrase where Paul said to Timothy to be useful for the master. And that's that's one of my goals is to be useful for the master. He says to be useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So back when all the COVID stuff was going on, we came up with this idea of doing a podcast and to, uh, to identify the Christians that are out there, wherever they might be. Uh, but the ones that are involved in evangelism, talk to them, see how they're doing their work. Uh, the challenges that they've run into, the help that we could get from them. And it's, it's just been fascinating. Uh, we've got so much information and a lot of things that we're working on right now are a result of some of the things that we've heard from other brothers and sisters out there. So uh, we're really excited today to have with us somebody that you're going to learn a lot from. And uh, uh, my new good buddy, I guess we could say, we just got to know each other just a few, uh, literally a few weeks ago. 
Uh, but Zach Lee, welcome, Zach. Uh, thank you for having me, Dan. Yeah, yeah. We've been talking about this for a little bit, trying to get everything uh, situated here in our new place. But uh, Zach and I, and we'll, we'll kind of go through some of this, but uh, when uh, we were in Indiana, this goes back several years ago, he was scheduled to come and speak for us one uh, at, at our invite Sunday there. And uh, and then had to cancel because he had an opportunity to move to uh, Vestavia. And uh, and so we didn't get a chance to meet them. We talked to each other on the phone, but we actually didn't get to meet until Gay and I came down here to meet you and Sarah. And so it's it's just been a real joy. But uh, uh, Zach is I'm going to have him tell his story here. But uh, Zach, it's really been great. And I mean this to, to, to be able to be around you and and your lovely family and Gay and I have really enjoyed it. And we're looking forward to even growing more and more as we learn how to, of the, th the things that we can do together here. Uh, let's start out, Zach, with, uh, we've been calling this the elevator pitch or whatever, but the ones that don't know who Zach Lee is, would you give everybody a short bio of uh, where you were born and, and the family situation, uh, how old you were when you obeyed the gospel, just things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Before I do that, uh, I just want to say how thankful I am to have you and Gay at Vestavia. Uh, it's just been it's been great. And just even just the, the first couple of months since you've been here, I know you're getting settled. But uh, we've got a lot of great things going on and uh, it's really exciting for the future. So uh, it's been great. I'm glad to have you as a good buddy. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, but I was uh, I was born and raised in Dayton, Ohio. Grew up as a as a preacher's kid, which you of course uh, knew my dad knew uh, knew my mom as well, and I was eleven years old when I obeyed the gospel, uh, January twenty sixth, uh, nineteen eighty two is when I'm sorry nineteen eighty one uh, is when that was and. It was Super Bowl Sunday, so I'll never forget that. Wow. It was actually during the Super Bowl. Uh, I uh, I left with my cousin, and uh, we both were baptized that night in the congregation where uh, my grandmother was a member and my, my mom was a member when she was young. So lots of family connections, this old building in Dayton. Uh, but I was baptized there at the age of 11. And uh, as I, as I, you know, got a little bit older, it wasn't uh, just a few years after that. I remember we were in a business meeting uh, at the church where I grew up in New Carlisle, Ohio. And I remember dad was going to be gone and they needed somebody to preach or for that Sunday. And I remember dad just kind of looking at me in that business meeting and saying, Zach will do it. And uh, so that's how I, that's how I ended up preaching my, my first sermon. Uh, I think I was around 14 or 15 years old and uh, it lasted, I think all of 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> nobody complained, nobody complained, Don't but I had an opportunity. Don't you wish you had that recorded? I'd love to hear. Oh, that. I do. I, yeah, I do. Yeah. I was able to go back and hold a meeting there. And that's, of course, where I grew up till I was 18 or 19 years old and uh, held a meeting there just a few years ago. And many of the people in the audience, uh, they heard that first sermon. I told them, I said, I'm sorry, I don't preach 10 minutes any longer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, from that, from that, I really uh, just developed a passion for preaching from that, from really that moment on and had opportunities um, as a teenager. And then as I graduated high school, I filled in at various places, lots of places would give me uh, opportunities to, to speak. 
And so I just growing up had a lot of opportunity to, to find myself in various places to preach and ended up um, actually selling real estate. I got in the real estate business in my early 20s and did that for several years. Um, but I met my wife and ended up in Louisville, Kentucky. And so I ended up in Louisville, Kentucky and um, ended up preaching there in Louisville, starting my first uh, full time work at the Mansick Road uh, congregation there in Louisville. And I have preached from there. I have preached in Indiana and also now here in, in Birmingham, of course. And I've really been blessed. I've, every place I've been has, has really been a great encouragement to me. Uh, strong elderships every, everywhere that I've, that I've been. So I've really been blessed um, in, in my preaching and been able to focus on, on what I really am passionate about doing. And, and that's preaching the gospel. Well, uh, and you're, and you're good. Uh, how old are you, Zach? I'm 42 years old. 42. You want to trade? Uh, I'll trade. With you. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, no, I just, uh, uh, Lord willing, you'll have a, a young, a long and useful life as we talked about with Paul talking to Timothy there. But, uh, just, I'm just, uh, uh, as I said earlier, glad that we've got to uh, meet each other and get this opportunity. I have to tell this quick story. Uh, your mom, your mom and dad, we stayed with Gay and I stayed with them this several years ago. Well, I went up and did the uh, evangelism workshop that I do uh, for them. And uh, that was such a joy. And then your dad and I had a chance to go to Africa to Sierra Leone together and do evangelistic work over there and just have so many wonderful stories uh, with your your mom and dad, more with your dad because I was with him more. But uh, just a special, special family. And uh, and you're you're blessed to have that. You know, that's another whole thing is that the ones that uh, they grow up and have parents that are Christians, do you think sometimes they forget just what a blessing that is? Absolutely. I, I think so. And the now in my position with a family of, uh, of three girls, I really see just how blessed, blessed I was to have the godly parents that I had and the environment in which I grew up and the example that I saw, you know, when I, when I think about evangelism, uh, and really a passion for preaching. I mean, I get that. I get that from my dad. That's that's what I saw growing up. I saw a passion for preaching and I saw a passion for lost souls. And so I can think of it just in my early years, many different examples of, of dad and studying and, and baptisms and so many faces and names that that I can think of even as a young child uh, of what he was involved in with the Lord's work. And I, I think that really made a big impact on me. Well, uh, I know it did, and uh, and that's uh, that's one of the uh, the benefits, if you will, of uh, growing up in that kind of an environment, and also to be able to understand it. And I think sometimes the people that grew up in in similar environments, and then you have somebody that that you teach, and they did not grow up with that; they do not have that background. And so many of the fundamental things that you talk about to that new Christian, they might nod their head. Yes, but they really don't. They don't really mm -hmm. understand it. Um, mm -hmm. And we have, don't you think? And we have to absolutely. Keep, we have to keep reminding ourselves of uh, we have to help bring those people up, help them, help them. They're babes in Christ and help them grow. 
uh, that's our role, but, uh, but it's, uh, it's such a blessing. Yeah. I just speaking of that, thinking about a few of the examples of conversions that we've had. Um, well, I can think of every place really that I've been, but just recently at Vestavia, um, we do forget that sometimes that we, we take for granted the fact that we have, we have grown up in the church. You know, we, we're used to a worship service. We're used to the lingo. We're used to the biblical terms, but we've had several conversions here at Vestavia where um, they are coming in. And when we say babes in Christ, they are, they are learning, they are learning from the ground up and it's great to see the desire that they have to learn, but it's a good reminder to know that they're not familiar with just all the terms that we're familiar with and the lingo that we use. And we need to be aware of that to make sure they're understanding what we're saying. No, you're, uh, I think sometimes, as I said, we, we forget and, um, mm. And we, that's why we need to keep reminding each other of that. Um, tell uh, you mentioned a few things there about Vestavia, but if somebody said, Zach, tell me about the Vestavia Church of Christ. How, how would you how would you describe the whole group? Yeah, boy, I, I could go on and on about this. No. It's such a it's it's just such a, a, a great group of, of people that are that really want to be involved. I mean, there when I think of Vestavia, I think of workers. Um, from day one, I mean, if you're in that, if you're in that building, uh, often you'll, you'll see there's lots of activities. There's lots of buzz that goes on, uh, in that building with so many people that are involved in so many things with the Bible classes, especially, which I'm thankful for, for my children, that they get the benefit of a great biblical foundation from the teachers that just pour so much of their time and energy into that. Uh, and that just comes from their desire to want to do the Lord's work. And so it's, um, it's an encouraging group. I've always just been so encouraged. And I think the reason why that is, is because, like I said, they want to be involved. They, they want to know what can we do? What, what can we do to help? What can we do to, to make a difference? And so everybody's carrying the load. Everybody wants to work and wants to be involved. Well, uh, it, and you're exactly right. We've been here, I guess, eight weeks now. And uh, just the, the challenge and the, People are probably tired of me saying it, but trying to learn everybody's name and and to see who's who's related to who and and who does what and and all, all those fun things. But you're right. I mean, the uh, the singing is so good. The the teachers that I've heard are so good, and just a, a lot of talent here. And you're right. A lot of people that are are really wanting to uh, help the kingdom grow in this area. I, I know something. Let's do because I've done this a couple of times, but. Uh, how does Sarah help Zach? How, do, oh. how does Sarah, yeah, how does, Sarah, we got, do we have to give her some, so that way oh. you can, tell, you can tell her she needs to listen to this, right? How oh. does your, seriously though, how do our wives help us in the work that we're, that you and I are trying to do? Well, in all seriousness, I, I couldn't do it without her. She is, she of course is my, my biggest encourager. She's there to, to help me out and um, always there to be in a position to where she stands by me. I mean, I think of so many Bible studies that, that we've had over the years and uh, especially here at Vestavia at the kitchen table where she's able to sit down with me and, and go through the study with me. A lot of times what, 
what I've experienced here at Vestavia is members who are maybe they're, they're dating someone and, and that their their boyfriend or girlfriend or their fiance, they, they end up coming and, and we, we get a study with them. And it's nice for Sarah to just be there sitting next to me and, and she can, she speaks up, she helps. And especially, I think, especially where she is really a benefit to me in the work is pre-marriage counseling. We do a lot of that here. I've lost track of how many uh, weddings that I've done since just I've been at, at Vestavia of the members. And what I like to do if, if I'm doing that, of course, is to have some pre-marriage counseling and some sessions. And I, I think that might be something that we enjoy more than just about anything. The opportunity to sit down with these young couples and uh, they kind of see us. We, we joke and say, I mean, we're learning this, too. You know, we're, we've been married 15 years, uh, but we, we've got a lot of experience. So we can tell you what not to do and, and, and what works for us and what doesn't work for us. But um, it's always great to have her to have her input um, during those studies and during those sessions. So she is, I, I couldn't do it without her. And I'm sure you feel the same, the same way about gay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was like in the first 10 episodes or something, it came up one time and I said, Oh, we are, we need, I need to keep remembering that, to, you know, because you're right. We could not do this. Uh, and, and you think about the challenges, uh, and this is not negative at all. This is just real life situations, especially young families. Um, the This came up early in one of our episodes that the average stay, uh, it, you know, assuming these stats are, are valid, but uh, the average stay of a preacher and his family in a, in a congregation on the average is about four years. And so if you think about staying involved in the work and then moving and the children changing uh, schools and all the things that I got a text from a friend of mine uh, this morning that's moving from uh, Indiana to Louisiana and, uh, and just, uh, just listening to him and, and the things uh, and, and we, I know, I mean, we're worn out still after eight weeks from our, of course we're old, but, uh, yeah. but, from, but just, just simple things like that of, uh, of the wife saying and being all in uh, if that, if it's going to require moving like that every so often where she would say, okay, let's, let's go. Uh, mm -hmm. Where some might say enough's enough. I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, so anyway, the, the yeah. wives. Yeah. They are. I was just going to say really, in fact, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be preaching if it wasn't for Sarah, she was really the one who encouraged me and, and kind of gave me that final push to say, you know, I think this is what, what you need to do. And so if it wasn't for her, probably wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So um, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Sarah a hug when I see her and thank her for, <laughs> for encouraging you so much. Um, is there a, uh, wherever it might've been in Indiana and, uh, or Louisville or, or wherever it might've been. Is there a, a story that comes to mind that, that you might want to share if there's anything uh, top of mind of, of any unusual or unique situation, perhaps of somebody that you met uh, uh, where they ended up becoming a Christian? Is there anything that anybody that you can remember in particular? Yeah, there's, there's a, there's a couple um, that, that I can think of. Um, I, I think I want to go, I think I want to go back further than that. 
because I know we're going to talk about another situation as well. I want to go yeah. back further than that because okay. this is something that had a big impact on me. I mentioned about my about my parents, you know, and the, the example that they were um, to me. I can remember in middle school playing basketball. Um, I had um, I had this great coach, uh, Coach Cash was his name, and in in knowing him and being on that team, you know, he found out very quickly that there were some times when I wasn't going to be able to be at practice. There were some times when I would have to leave practice early because uh, there was a conflict with Bible study. And that's, that's where I was going to be. And, and I let him know that. And of course my, my parents let them know that. And he had a sister that would always come and she would keep the book for us. And I'll never forget about middle way through the season she came up to us after a game and said something to my, my dad. Of course, my dad had already kind of built a relationship with her, joking around with her. And um, she said, there's, I'll never forget her word. She said, there's, there's something, there's something different about you. And I don't say that a pat on the back. I'm just, this was her words that, sure, well, sure. Why, why do you, why, why do you, you know, take this stand or where do you go to church? It's kind of in those convert in that conversation, there were a few questions of curiosity there's this curiosity about what, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you leaving? Why is this important to you? And it, it was really, I think that, that story there that really opened my eyes up to that the world is watching. And when you take a stand for the gospel and you, you live out your faith, people are going to take notice of that. And there's a good end, ending to that story. She ended up, of course, she was invited to, to worship with us and she ended up obeying the gospel. Uh, from that. And it, it showed me just over the years of just the importance of living out your faith and knowing that people are watching and the relationships that we build outside of the walls of the church building are extremely important to, to our work in the kingdom to grow the, to grow the kingdom. And so from that, I think about examples. I'll use the examples of, uh, of some of our new uh, converts at Vestavia that, that came from what I'm speaking about, of just living out your faith, talking about what you believe and finding, finding something that you have in, in common. You know, we, um, we think about the, the Finchers and the, and the Dennises that are our new converts at, at Vestavia. I know you, you've met them. And that all started, um, the ventures, I think they were baptized back in 19, I think it was 2019. And that all started with some of our members having a common connection with um, finding them in a group. They both have, uh, both families have children with special needs. And they met one another in that setting in in a particular center. And they were able to just talk about their faith. And uh, the Finchers were interested. They were looking for something, and that opened up the door for them to come. And that was that was one of the greatest, um, I think, encouragements that I've had in a really long time because I had these people show up, and they said, "We want to know the truth. What what's going on here? What are you guys doing? What are you teaching? Tell us." And we want to know what the Bible says. And that resulted in a couple of baptisms, uh, of course, and, and just faith, just faithful from, from that point on, uh, very involved in the work at Vestavia. And then they in turn then, Hey, come check this out to, to their family. And thus now we have the Dennis family who've come and they have that same attitude where they show up and say, 
know, what, what do you, what do you, what do you teach? And what's, what's the Bible say? It's not so much. What, what do you have to say? But I, I remember they want to say, well, is this found in the Bible? I'm hearing this. We're listening to all this stuff out in the world, but I, I've been, re- I'll never forget. He said, I've, I've, I've read the Bible. I don't, I don't, I don't remember reading that. <laughs> and I said, well, no, you didn't read that. And so he wanted to know, he had just this, uh, passion for the truth. Tell me what the Bible says, but it all started. It all started with just relationships and living out your faith. Well, uh, how long could we talk on that? Um, but it's several things that you said there, relationships. And, and, uh, I don't think we can talk about that or preach about it or study about it enough of how, how do I build relationship with, uh, uh, the mailman, uh, the, the mm-hmm. people at the grocery, uh, the vet, our doctors, or you know, all all the people that are neighbors, the ones that are in our lives, and uh, and uh, yeah, the the light that we're supposed to shine and uh, uh, loving our neighbors. As remember, Jesus talked about that, I think. Uh, and uh, because that's what that's when people are going to be curious, because as they get to know you, they're going to hear you talk about spiritual things. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be talking about Bible study. You're going to be talking about something that's going on uh, at church. And they're going to if, you know, Lord willing, uh, they are curious enough, like the, the Finchers and, and the dentist is there where they would want to ask questions. But no, that's that's just so exciting. And uh yeah, looking forward to uh, getting in all those two families. Dan, I'll, I'll say this. I'm thinking there's a lot coming to my mind now that when I'm talking about this. Um, you know, one of the greatest one of the greatest things that I experienced in a while was just recently we went back to uh, Louisville for uh, for a funeral in the family. And there was somebody who walked up to me and tapped me on the back and I turned around and it was uh, a woman who I baptized. Uh, she came from the community uh, in, in Louisville. I baptized her uh, years ago. She, wow. uh, she, she came from the community um, and I baptized her and she was you know, just a babe in Christ, of course, but was faithful. And then I, I moved away. I, I, I moved away. I wasn't there. But she tapped me on the shoulder and, you know, I, I saw her and all those memories started flooding back. And to know that she is still faithful, that that she's she's still there and growing was just it, it was just it's just such a great encouragement to see that. Yeah, that, That's just that's, uh, you know, uh, no, I, I'm glad you, you shared that because, you know, this whole thing that we're talking about. There's so many of our brothers and sisters have not, uh, and again, this is not to be negative. It's just a real, uh, real thing. Um, they've heard so many sermons. They've, they've sung so many songs. They've, you know, they've been to so many Bible classes and they've never led one person to Christ. And I've, I often think about this and I'm not beating them up. I'm just saying for whatever reason, that's why we're trying to stir people up with this. But just to be able until you have been involved in that, like you're just saying, I, I would love anybody that's ever been involved in work would love a tap on the back like that. <laughs> right. And to hear and to be reminded of just what it is that we're doing and how important it is. Uh, I love the what if scenario. What if whatever the story was for her? What if you had never talked to her? What if that study had never taken place? Uh, there would not have been the, the tap on your shoulder. You wouldn't have even mm-hmm. known who the lady was or, you know, what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. uh, right. 
So uh, once you experience these type things, I think that's where so much of the passion starts and continues because you go, oh, wow, now I know why God, and now I know why Jesus wanted us to do this because it's contagious. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I want to do it more, okay? Uh, Matt just held up five fingers, if you can believe it. We only got five Already? Minutes. I know it. I, I know it. Uh, I want I want you to tell that because we mentioned it a couple of times, but we're doing what we're calling Invite Sunday, where one Sunday a month, uh, five, the five o'clock service, we're uh, encouraging everybody to invite family and friends and those that are not Christians to come and hear a lesson and come and worship with us. And uh, you recently had a, a friend of yours uh, that you uh, have been developing a relationship with, and she came. Would you would you tell the story about Avian? Yeah, I will. Um, as a matter of fact, I just I just talked to her last night. I uh, yeah. I, I frequent the uh, the local Publix that's just down the hill uh, from our house. I uh, I'm run always running down there and grabbing something that that we need. And um, it, she had noticed that this this young lady she's she's always there at night, which seems when I'm I'm coming in and out. And um, we just struck up a just a friendship. I'm just known to say hello and just, just to kind of start talking. So we kind of just developed a, a, a friendship of just me always being there and we would just joke around together. And um, of course I, um, I invited her one time. She asked me what I did. We were talking about that. And I told her, so I'd, I'd love for you to come and, and visit with us sometime. And I'm coming. She would always tell me I'm coming, I'm coming. And it, it got to a point to where she'd see me and she'd know that I'm, I'm going to ask, I'm, I'm coming this Sunday, you know, but uh, it wasn't until I showed up a month or so ago, I guess maybe a little bit longer than that, right before our first invite Sunday. And she asked me what was new. And I, I said, I'll tell you what's new Our we've got a special service uh, this coming Sunday night. Uh, we're inviting our friends uh, to come. And I said, I want you to be my special guest. And she said, all right, I'm going to be there. I said, I'll sit with you. I'll, I'll wait for you. I'll, I'll be there. And um, she said, OK, I'm coming. And sure enough, all, all of the times that I've invited her, I think that that me saying, I want you to come and be my special guest. She came. She yeah. was there. And um, and it was an encouraging, uplifting service. Uh, he did a great job. And from that, she's been back, um, I think, just about every time, maybe missed uh, one service there in between. But um, she has been back and she comes with a uh, with a Bible and with a notebook. And like she told me last night, I'm listening, I'm learning uh, and I'm really interested in what what's going on. She said, I can't wait. To, uh, can't wait for Sunday. See, that is just that just that just gets my adrenaline going. <laughs> But, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, and we met her and just a sweet young lady. And uh, uh, no, but again, relationships, um, mm-hmm. y- you can go to Publix or you can go to a store and just w- go th- get your stuff and go through and check out, and not say anything to anybody. Right. Just a- ignore the cashier, ignore the people if they if they still bag your groceries, wherever you go and just ignore them. Or you can go through and try to develop a relationship. If you see their name tag, to call them by their name, mm-hmm. right? And all the things that uh, that we can learn how to do there uh, and be genuine about it because we're genuinely mm-hmm. interested. But I, I just, I love that story. And Lord willing, there'll be more, more to the end of the story as time goes on. But all right, we're going to have to wrap this up. I, I we, we try to end every episode with 
somebody's listening to this or watching this and, and you've got them excited, Zach. And maybe there was just one little thing. Maybe it's even about Avian there of, uh, uh, or whatever, uh, uh, the lady that tapped you on the shoulder and they say, I, I need to do this. I used to do this or I've never done this. What, if, if there was one thing, there's more than one thing, but if there was one thing that you can tell them that they need to do or that they need to learn how to do to lead others to Christ, what would you say that would be? I, I think from the experience that I just mentioned about Avian, there's two things that I would say quickly. I would ask questions and listen. Yes. And I think that's important when it comes, when it comes to relationships, ask questions and people want to, people want to be heard. They want to tell you their story. They want to talk about what they have going on in their life. So learn to ask just a, a question about their life and listen to what they have to say. Because in listening, you're going to find out what kind of pain point they have in their life, um, why why they they're searching for something. They 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 know that there's something that they they need, and we have the answer in Christ. And the more that we the more that we find out where people are coming from, because everybody doesn't come like we talked at the beginning, doesn't come from our background and our environments. So the more that we can uh, listen and learn their background, I think the better approach and more comfortable we're going to be about talking to them about Christ, because we're going to know where they're coming from and what they're experiencing in life. Yeah, that's so good. And the more we do it, the more comfortable we get even mm -hmm. doing it. And, uh, it's been funny to listen to your your girls talk about some of the interactions that they're seeing dad have with people. And uh, yeah. some of it they understand, some of it they don't. And now some of them are even saying, are you going to invite him to church? Are you going to yeah. just say, you know, uh, I, a, a real quick story. Uh, uh, Matt, we might go a, a second over. But uh, just uh, Gay and I went to P.F. Chang's a couple of days ago to get something to eat and and they're shorthanded, and, you know, the, hardly anybody working there. And the, the girl that would, the, the, uh, the girl, the register there at the front, she was saying, you know, it's going to be a while. And we said, that'll be fine. But I noticed a different accent. And, uh, and so I've done this over the years. I say, well, I hope I'm not being too, uh, 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 you know, aggressive here or whatever, but just say, where are you from originally? And she said, the Ukraine. And I went, wow. And we all know what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now. But I never thought in Birmingham or here in the Vestavia area, I would meet somebody young. I said, how long have you been here? And she said, about four months. How long have you been working here at P.F. Chang's? About three months. Just a real, real personable gal. And I said, where's your family? She said, I still have some in the Ukraine, some are in Germany. And uh so I'm looking forward to, you know, we invite her to church and actually took a picture of, of uh, her and Gay and I together. But uh, but there's people out there. But she was just she got all emotional when I invited her, when Gay and I invited her to services. Maybe nobody's even done anything like that in her life and with her. But like you say, everybody that you you never know who you're going to meet. God puts all kinds of people in our paths. And uh, uh, we just need to. We sing about it and pray about somebody lead me to some soul today and God puts them there and we don't even recognize them sometimes. But hey, Zach, great job, brother. Uh, if somebody yes, wanted to reach, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, would you be willing to share your email address with them? Yeah, it's Zach Z A C K D Lee L E E. And that's at Gmail.
All right, brother. Great job. And uh, see, send the other people. I say, well, I hope I get to meet you in person sometime. I guess I'll see you after a while. <laughs> I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> I'll see you in a minute. All right. All right. Well, thanks again. Appreciate it so much. Thank you, brother. my heart and fill my life. Give me one soul today.